Welcome to Uncontained, episode 120. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and before we kick off the show, I would just like to take a moment of silence to thank the servicemen and women who have fallen protecting this country and making it possible for us to do things like this podcast and so many more things that we take for granted. So thank you for your sacrifice. Now, I do have a really good show for you. I speak to a two-piece rock band called Ascent, uh, made up of Christina and Bruce Baldwin. Now, Christina does the vocals, and Bruce, he makes all the other sound on stage, kind of the composer of the group. And, uh, yeah, with the two of them, they make it all happen live without without a pre-recorded backing track or hiring another band. You'll have to listen to find out how Bruce and Christina make stadium-sized noise with a bar-sized band. So definitely check that out. And before I jump into the show, they were cool enough to hook me up with a brand new track of theirs. It's called Beacon 11. So I'm just going to jump into the show. Lots of show coming your way with Bruce and Christina Baldwin and the band Ascent.
the band Ascent, Christina and Bruce Baldwin. Welcome to Uncontained, and how are you guys doing today? Awesome. Thank you. We're excited to be here. (laughs) Awesome. Great. Thank you for coming on. And, well, we'll just get to it. You guys are a two-piece band, um, female-fronted, and you guys go out and play live. How do you do that? Do you hire a band to come out and play with you, or is there a Trent Reznor in the band? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if I'm Trent Reznor per se, but I I actually play a lot of different instruments, you know, uh, guitar and drums and bass and keyboards and pretty much anything that anybody leaves lying around for long enough, I've learned to play at some point. So uh, when we play live, uh, I use looping to be able to play drums, um, an electronic drum uh, and, and samples and stuff and loop it, you know, that keeps playing. I play some rhythm guitar, loop it, that keeps playing. I play some bass lines, etc. I've got different sounds that I trigger from all different places with my feet and, and uh, with, with little pads that I have. It's all, it's all live. Um, we hate pre-recorded stuff. Uh, we'll never do that. It's all done with looping of a massive uh, pedal board that I use and, and trigger all this stuff to play. So um, that's kind of how we do it. It, it. it sounds like people will say it sounds like a full band and uh, that's what we're striving for. We're, we want it to sound like rock. Absolutely. And I just sing. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying that's the easy job, but at least, it, you know, you have one thing to concentrate on and that's right. And you do it well, by the way. Oh, thank you. Okay. So, First of all, how, how did you guys form as a band? <laughs> <laughs> so the story goes um, a long, long time ago. We won't even say how long We're not going to say how long. We don't it's need just a- dates. You can even change names if you want. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, a while back, um, I was a karaoke singer begging for somebody to, quote, discover me. And uh, had a whole bunch of friends, and we would always go, and we would do karaoke. And then one day, I thought, wait a minute. No one's ever going to discover me in a karaoke bar singing somebody else's songs. I want to be part of a band. So I looked for ads uh, for singers. I mean, I'm just saying the just the level of balls that it took to do that. When I'd never done that was crazy, but I did it. I found an ad that seemed to make sense. I called the number. Ended up talking to this guy for about an hour, went and auditioned, and what, two and a half weeks later, I was in the band. And we were a big five-piece prog rock band called Immersed at that time. That was So and, that's how it started. And one by one, people kind of dropped, dropped out and, or were fired. It ended up just being us, um, and it turned out to be the, the easiest and the best thing. Um, you know, we tried to do the acoustic thing for a long time because it was the only thing that we really could do to play live was me playing acoustic guitar and her singing. Um, but we were recording songs with, you know, drums and bass and electric guitars, you know, and I played all that stuff. Um, so we kind of slowly, you know, once I realized there was a way to do all this stuff live, kind of turned back into a full band, but it's just the two of us. Okay, cool, cool. So Christina, like you said, you were doing karaoke and everything, hoping to be discovered. What is it that changed your mindset from trying to be like the karaoke superstar to going out and 
deciding to create and join a band? I think that there was this lofty idea in my mind that I could change people's lives with the thoughts and experiences that I had. I'd always been a poet, so I'd always been writing poetry, and I thought, gosh, if I could just find somebody that I could work with to get these into songs and then present them to people, I really thought, you know, I can make a difference because music has always made a difference for me. It's been, you know, my savior, my guiding light, you know, all of that throughout my life. So I thought, well, that's what I want to do. And, you know, while singing other people's songs is great, it's not never going to get me to where I wanted to be, which was somebody who was a mouthpiece for other people sharing my experiences that hopefully they could learn from, grow from, or at least, you know, identify with and maybe help somebody. So I thought, well, I have to do something with it or I have to shut up about it. Stop talking about it and do it or just, you know, just shut up because I kept saying, oh God, I want this so bad. I want this so bad, but I wasn't doing anything to get it. And as I say, I grew a pair and I looked in that, I looked and, and I still think back to, and I can't believe that I called, but thank God, you know, when you're Sometimes when you're really young, you're able to do things that you think when you're older, man, I don't know that I would do that. That took a lot of, you know, of, you know gravitas to do that. But um, I just, I think I just got tired of hearing myself talk about it. All right. Yeah. So as you said, you finally kind of grew a set and <laughs> jumped into chasing after creating your own music. Now, Bruce. Yes. You're on stage right now. Um playing all these instruments at one time. I kind of had the vision in my head. I had one of two things going on. You've already stated that you play everything live, so either I thought there was a backing track. Actually, I take no. that back. One of three things. A backing track, a backing band that you guys hired to play live, or have you ever gone into the bar and seen the one-man band who has like the uh, accordion, <laughs> the drums, yeah. and the harmonica all going at the same time? I was I was envisioning a rock version of that. How yeah. how do you get the sound that you get? It's not like any of that. So <laughs> I have uh, this drum slash uh, sampler, basically, that's a Roland Hansonic. Um, it's called an HPT, HPD-20. Uh, and it, it has drum sounds in it uh, that I can play like a drum kit, uh, you know, bass drum, snare drum, hi-hat, toms and stuff. But also samples I, I can i'll hear an interesting sound i'll be like oh i want to sample that sound or i'll hear a, a line in a movie and i'll be like oh i want to capture that and, and put it in my sampler basically that i can trigger these things um so i have to stop you for a minute because yeah. it's kind of funny because was things that we have sampled bowls yeah bowls from our kitchen <laughs> bowls yeah. from our kitchen water bottles <laughs> machine, washing machine there is no uh, bounds to what he will yeah. sample but it mostly sounds like a drum kit, you know? It sounds like a, a, a rock drum kit uh, with all these other colors in it. Um, and I have a, a pedal hooked up to that so I can play additional sounds with my feet while the song's going on, which will be bass notes or chords sometimes to, to beef up the sound. Uh, the guitar plays through a, a Roland um, uh, pedal, which is a GT100. Uh, it's like, you know, I use that for my guitar amp. I, I program on all the guitar sounds to be able to switch um, and make different sounds of the guitar, including synth sounds and bass sounds and all that stuff. And it all plays into a, a, a looping station, uh, which is uh, Boss RC50, I think that's correct. Let's mm -hmm. okay. play three independent loops, um, either independent or together. I can turn off this loop, turn on that loop, 
uh, build it all up live. The song gets built up live, you know, while it's playing. So that's a, the basic equipment that I'm using live. But then we have to talk about what really changed our sound a while ago. We went from being a rock band to a harder, heavier rock band because yeah. of PRS guitars. Yeah. Uh, which we have two now. Okay. And those are, we play, well, he plays those on, on stage as well. How did the PRS guitars change your sound from to heavier? Well, I, I was using a, a Guild Bluesbird, which is has a really sweet, pretty tone to it, and, and even really overdriven. It was just clean, a, really very clean, clean and polite. It was a very it was a polite, polite sound, you know, and a lot <laughs> a low end to it, and it was just kind of was kind of pretty all it was the so time. Pretty. And I, I loved that guitar, but it, it was not making us sound as aggressive as we wanted to. Um, I got a relatively cheap guitar on, I think, eBay mm -hmm. uh, that was a Tremonti uh, SE or uh, version of it, and it just had this very aggressive sound to it. And as soon as we started to use that, uh, the songs all got more and more just cutting edge, heavy, aggressive. The arrangements got more aggressive. So it was just the tone of that guitar and the sound of it. I was like, well, now I, I just love, you know, PRS, Paul Reed Smith guitars. So then I got another one. We're chasing that sound. Yeah, sadly, I think that Guild kind of held us back a little bit because it made us polite. You know, once we, he started playing with the Tremonti, then all of a sudden it unleashed the beast, you know, and we could be what I think that we always meant to be. Um, and it was, it's just amazing how a guitar can really either open you up or kind of keep you maybe, you know, in a little box that you didn't know you were in, but it just broke open our sound. Yeah, it is amazing how guitar tone can just completely change. It sounds a little obvious, but the sound of a band yeah. and the attitude that they have. And all the greatest bands, at least in my mind, have guitarists that have an identifiable tone like say you have Dimebag Daryl from Pantera you know that guitar tone once you yeah. hear it Carrie King from Slayer uh, you know even the edge like you two's the edge yeah you know you when you hear that guitar you say oh that's you two you know even without Bono singing you know it's a U2 song so I, I think it has changed it to that way hopefully we'll be that recognizable uh, someday soon, <laughs> we're working toward it, but it's really amazing. The equipment that you use is as important as, I think, the skills that the people performing have, and Bruce is really, he's kind of a mad scientist up there. If you watch him, he's fully going left to right all the time because he's pushing pedals, unpushing pedals, pushing pedals, starting, you know, creating drum loops, you know, and then creating a drum loop on a drum loop. <laughs> it's really amazing thing to see. And you just keep waiting to see where the, the sound's coming from. And it's this one guy. I think it's really neat when you see us live, because it's, I think, unlike anything that people have seen um, live. Yeah, it's got to be cool seeing somebody in front of you build a song as you go along playing different layers. Exactly. So we've talked about your sound. Let's talk about your image a little bit. You kind of have this steampunk gothic vibe that you put off. Am I correct in saying so? We always say we are what you want us to be. We're open to that. We do like the steampunk. We like that kind of old is new thing, that kind of machine versus organic. And that's kind of really 
I think, at the heart of the band because Bruce came up with the name Ascent um, a long time ago, and really what it's grown to be is our, our logo is a crow that is mechan part mechanical and part organic because we feel like that's what we are. So we're part mechanical, which is Bruce, and part organic, which really is me. Okay. So that kind of, I think, feeds into that steampunk, old is new, um, you know, you can be, you know, you can kind of make amazing things from nothing or make amazing things from pieces, which is kind of, if you think about it, what Bruce does is he makes these amazing sounds from these pieces. So it's definitely dark because our sound has gotten darker. And it was somehow, ironically, that I kind of dressed us for um, promotional pictures years ago. And we went, that's, that's our look. Like I dressed as like steampunk just to be cool in pictures. And I was like, we should do that. I think the steampunk thing has a lot of, you know, the machinery and the complexity, the gears. The, I can't figure out how this machine is supposed to work, you know. All that kind of stuff, to me, it relates directly to what we're going for in the music, you know. Uh, the music is kind of ornate that has a lot of stuff going on. I think the steampunk really fits in well with that. Um, and we want to stand out, you know. When we play, we want you to, to see us and go, okay, well, what the hell is that going to be? Who are these people? Who do they think we are? They are, you know, and right. they think um, yeah. the, the we have plays into that too. And there is a darkness to our music. We definitely there's a lot of dark themes in our music, and it's just it's what we see, um, you know, what we experience through people that we care about, or people that we know, or even strangers, and then our experience. And some of them, you know, are difficult. So a lot of our music or themes are dark. So that's where that dark part and that crow comes in because a crow is is this very dark figure that mostly people see as nuisance or a bother and we think crows are beautiful and amazingly smart and and really brilliant so there's something to be said about maybe looking at something and saying oh i discount that and then really finding out how amazing and, and beautiful and magical it is i think we've kind of found our niche in what we like lots of eye makeup the <laughs> 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 dark clothing you know, uh, the steampunk look and feel and with a little bit of goth um, because there's that Victorian part of steampunk too that I really like. And for some reason with the crow and the gothic aspect of it, it kind of has a bubonic plague feel to it. Like the <laughs> quack, the witch doctors. Yeah, I love that. And it becomes and is whatever you need it to be. I feel like that's what music is and that's what we want to be is whatever it is that you want it to be, need it to be, or imagine it to be. That's what music is. Are you saying that I need the bubonic plague? <laughs> explore the darker side of things. <laughs> Maybe there's a dark side in there that needs a little nurturing. I'm not sure. All right, so you kind of take from the darker side of steampunk and style. And are there any bands out there right now that are currently inspiring you? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know that they're current bands. We have a lot of a lot of references that we take from some of Bruce's. I don't want to talk for you, but I think of Genesis. You know, you think of Peter Gabriel's role. There was a darkness, but then also a. I can laugh at myself and whimsy, but then the stage performance was everything. And there was a costume aspect of it, but it was his identity as well. And so there's something there, um, I think, that we really take from and that we're really inspired by. I think for me, I was very into a lot of, you know, I was into The Cure. I was into Susie and the Banshees. I was into a lot of that music. I mean, honestly, I was into everything. But I'd say some of those, if you think about the look, 
and the the kind of the way they branded themselves was very specific. There was no doubt that you know what genre they were, what they were going for, and there's something really powerful about that. I mean, think of Robert Smith's hair. I mean, I think of his hair <laughs> and his makeup. Day, you know, and you say, oh, well, that's Robert Smith. You don't even have to see his face. You just see him from behind. That's a, that's Robert Smith. Look at that hair. You know, there's just something about that image um, that really spoke to me then um, and the stage presence as well. I mean, from a just a, a, a purely theatrical point of view, but then musically, I think then we go, Bruce and I, are, I go kind of in different directions on our musical influences. Sadly, there aren't very many that are current, although I will say Muse is one of our, our favorite bands right now. They're interesting. Yeah, we're very into Muse. Muse is a very powerful band. Um, we also like Stephen Wilson. Stephen Wilson is, he used to be in Porcupine Tree. Yeah, yeah. Porcupine Tree was definitely prog rock and got into heavy, you know, a heavier side of prog rock later on in, the career, in their career. And I think, you know, we definitely summon some of that uh, with our music, you know. We like, I, I grew up on all that prog stuff like right. King Crimson and, and Yes and all that stuff. And I grew up with just on pure metal like Black Sabbath. Okay. There's some of that that's in there. Yeah. There's some of the pop stuff and some yeah. of the punk stuff. You know, some of what Christina was saying before about we are what you want us to be. I think we say that because people want to categorize, you know. They do. What's your, what do you sound like? Who do you sound like? What's, what's your music? We, whatever they say it is, that's what we are. We're we don't fine. change what we do, but, oh, you're goth. Okay, okay. cool, we're goth. You're metal. Cool, okay. we're, we're metal. You're punk. You know, you're, me. That's great. Whatever <laughs> you say, we're going to do what we do. If you want to interpret it through that lens because you like that and that makes sense to you, absolutely. Going back to your question, I think um, A Perfect Circle is a big one for us, too, for sure. They're a huge influence on us. I will say growing up, my musical influences were a lot more in the pop range, you know, so I grew up with a lot more pop and really liking pop and liking that relatability, that accessibility. So I think that's really one of the things I bring to the band is to try to always keep it as accessible as possible because prog can go really crazy. I think I kind of keep us in, in that realm and Bruce keeps us kind of edgy because uh, when Beacon 11 is the song you played at the beginning of the show, and that is that song's an okay. 11. <laughs> what, what do you mean by uh, it's an 11? So it's not in 4-4, four, four, it's in 11-8. It's in so it, it's a, based on a riff that has 11 beats in it. Um, and so we've done a few different things like that. Um, we have a song like one of our, uh, our big live moments, The Abduction of Jane Doe is a song in 5. I'm really attracted to those odd meters, you know, but I think the important thing with doing an odd meter, and I, I think Beacon 11 definitely attests to that, is, is that I think we make it sound more straightforward than it really is. Right. I think we make it groove. I think we make it, um, you know, something that you can listen to and you're not like, well, that's just, you're just trying to be clever. You right. know, it's more, it's, it needs to stand on its own and actually work. Uh, but yeah, we 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 do a lot of, of stuff that falls in that kind of progressive world, especially with the timing and the, the chord progressions and stuff. Okay, so you get a little bit into the math rock. And yeah, stuff yes. like that. So, all right, all right. So, I, I first when you said eleven, I was thinking it could be like a Spinal Tap reference. Like, can we really crank <laughs> that one up to eleven there? Uh, that. See, it's anything you want it to it's be. It's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> of course. And you just don't want to be the drummer for Spinal Tap. I'll tell you no. that. No. 
No, but we will bring a henge on stage. Yeah, we will. <laughs> We're not above a little henge. We're not. No, no. I don't know how to transition from that, so I'll just jump <laughs> over. I'll just jump over this uh, and be like, "You guys are working on new music, right?" Oh yeah. Our, our little tiny henge we're jumping over is into new music. <laughs> we are trying really hard to create our, our latest album, um, but we're releasing it um, as singles because we're not going to make anyone wait. And, and to be honest, we can't wait. We're excited to get the music out there. Um, so we've released, I think, five songs so yep. far yep. off of our new album. Um, we're hoping to get it done, but we just keep writing more songs. We debuted two new songs uh, so we just keep writing. So we're, I think once we get to 10, we're going to call it done with an album. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Maybe um, print some up. Maybe, but mostly, you yeah. know, people want to consume the music online. So we're, you know, we're recording songs and we're making videos, mostly sort of lyric videos. Lyric videos, because it's about the, the lyrics are really yeah. important. They, they tell the stories. So yeah, we are definitely working on a lot of new music and we're releasing it slowly. And as soon as it's done, we release it and then share it with the masses everywhere and in any way we can. I mean, not only social media, but I'll send texts. I have no shame. I will call people and remind them. I'll tag them in everything. I'm like, no, 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 you need to listen to this. Tell me what you think. And if um, you listen to us on Spotify, we get paid. So yay! yeah, so, yeah so, you know, nice, nice. So yeah, working on a lot of new music. Our last, uh, our last album was a few years ago. So we've it's been a work in progress, but we are getting it done right now so that we can get it out. So yeah, we're really excited about about our new music. I'm very excited about it, and there's a lot more where that came from. Okay, cool. So you're releasing new songs online about how often? I'd say probably once a month right yeah, now. Yeah, about one song a month. Okay, and the videos at about the same time, or it's not really super regular, but yeah, I'd say probably within four to six weeks, we're releasing a lot more, and it's it's mostly it's mostly not it's not because the song isn't ready, it's because we have to become comfortable with it enough to want to record it, um, which means we've got to practice it a lot and play it a lot live, because then that shapes how we record it. We want to let it kind of breathe and then record it. So that's why there's a staggered approach to it, because Bruce produces, mixes, and masters everything. We just need to let it breathe a little so that it sounds like us, you know, and it doesn't sound like it just came out of the box, you know? We just opened the box and gave it to you, and we let it breathe a little bit, and we massaged it a little. We're both control freaks, so we will <laughs> continue to mess around with we the will. recording and the mix for forever, just endlessly, and that's part of the, the joy of actually releasing it, putting out yes. the, putting it up on YouTube or putting it wherever. Is that once we put it out there, it's done. It's done. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know who made the quote, uh, like that a piece of art is never done. You just need to know when to walk away or be able to give up on it. Yep. Oh, that is true. I totally messed that saying up. It's something along those lines, though. Yeah, literally spend. The rest of our lives working on any one song that we have we could see we just have to stop and, and we walk will go away. insane we will go yeah. crazy so we just yeah. stop put it out there to the world and i'm not going to say that we don't ever go back and re-record stuff because we will because we're crazy like that and then we'll re-release it because we're like that was stupid no no listen <laughs> to this version <laughs> the remastered version man yeah, exactly. What you're doing is like I've I find that to be really common now too, instead of dropping that one album every two years or whatever. Uh, people releasing songs like steady throughout. One because you mentioned a lot of people aren't buying albums, but two because I think 
that it helps keep you relevant in and in people's ears. If you release one CD, you know, it has a certain lifespan. If you release a track now, a track later, spread that CD out over two years, and then you stay in their ears for that whole time. It's cool because every yes. new song that you put out, it's, it can be an event. Each, yes. Each song is, is important in its own right. Whereas, you know, if you had a record and, you know, the third song on side two doesn't get the, the, right. the fanfare, you know what I mean? We push out every song with a lot of fanfare and make a big fuss about it. And I, I think that's part of what we gain from doing it this way. Well, and I think the other thing that's really cool, I mean, there's a lot of downsides, obviously, about where music is gone from an industry perspective. But then there are a lot of upsides. And one is it challenges, I think, us as artists to not really have a, quote, B-side or a bad song. Every song needs to be solid and accessible and playable and something that people want to hear because you, there's no fillers anymore. You know, it's, 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 they're listening to each song, you know, as you release it, each song stands on its own. They can either buy it or not buy it. That really, I think, pushes you as an artist to do more and better and stretch yourself. So for me, I think it makes us write better songs then, you know, if we were, I'd say if we were making music, you know, 40 years ago, we could be like, well, we'll do four really good ones. And then we'll put like six kind of good ones, whatever we got, we'll throw it on there. But those four will sell it, you know, so it kind of changes the game in that one. I think it makes us all up our game. That's a really good point. It's like now everything has to be a quote unquote radio single. Yes, yeah. it's so true. So I think I think that's great. But it also, you know, it, it, it's hard for a lot of, a lot of artists. And it's also takes time to create music that's, you know, not disposable or, you know, obviously going way back, not a B-side or not one of the six that's just, you know, the throwaway tracks on an album, you know, because those four will sell it. It's just a different game now. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, how long have you guys been uh, playing together as a band? Or as as the two of you, we'll we'll do that. I don't want to make you go back to go back to the age where we said we wouldn't talk about of where where you discovered the the steampunk look and all that. But how long have you two been together as a band? It's been uh, twenty years. <laughs> as a two piece, twenty years as a two piece. Yeah. We were only in the big five piece band for I'd say about. Eight, well, it was probably like four months. Then we were a three-piece for probably another six months. But we were always doing stuff on the side as a duo. We were doing acoustic music when we were doing the rock music with the big band. So we've always been, I'd say, since probably week four or five, we've been a duo as well. But I like to say this, this version of us, this sort of more heavy rock version of us, it's not that old. It, it's, it's not. It's, it's what three, four years. Three or four years old, old that we've we've been kind of promoting ourselves this way and having the identity that we currently have. So right. in that sense, um, it's not we're just doing the same thing that we no. always did. We've we've changed a lot. A lot. And people who have been our fans, friends, and family obviously are like, "Wow, you've come really far from being an acoustic duo." <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, we have. But that's good. You need to evolve, you know. You can't you can't sit there and be the same band for the whole the whole time you're together unless you're ACDC. Uh then you can pull it off. But and that wasn't a knock on ACDC by any means, but No, no, they're amazing. And uh, they're making more money than I am. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> 
But in your experience as a band, like what would be some advice that you have that you can pass on to uh, people who are looking to get involved in the music industry? I think you have to be fearless. You just have to go for it and you have to not apologize for the music you make um, and, and the sound that you have and the persona that you are on stage. You just have to go and say, this is me. Take it or leave it. I hope you like it. If you don't, that's cool. My music isn't for everyone. And maybe it's not for you. But you have to go and you have to do what you love. And I, I think that you have to be fearless. Because if, if we thought for a second about all the stuff we did, we'd probably be like, oh, no, probably shouldn't. You know what? No, that's a little risky. No, what are people going to think? You just have to not care and go out there and hope that people love the art that you're putting out there the way that you do. Don't chase trends. Don't don't uh, don't try to do something that's that's just going to be easy. You right. know, you have to challenge yourself. You have to push yourself. People can hear it when you're you are pushing yourself right to the edge of your ability. You know, right to the edge of what you're comfortable with, and you know, people respond to that. They hear that. They like that. Um, I I think um, trying to play it safe, trying to say, oh well, this type of band is popular this year. We're going to do that that's just going to fail and that and that sucks and it's never going to be authentic and, and authenticity is what i think sells the music and what makes people respond to it and if you're not authentic then i don't know that you're ever going to be happy with your music even if you're successful we did it the way that we wanted to do it and we did it in a way that felt good and that represented us and I can be proud of that. But if I went back and I looked at it and it wasn't us and we did what we needed to do to make money, I don't, I don't, I think you could see that and fill it on stage and that's not who we want to be. And hopefully that's not who future artists want to be. One of the things that I think is really cool is, you know, I'm very open to all genres of music and I can go into a bar or a club and listen to music and I cannot like that kind of music, but man, is that band killing it. For what they're doing and i just i just tell them that was amazing because they're doing them that's what they want to do it's amazing music it may not be my thing but all of a sudden this new level of respect and i feel the passion and you see and hear all the heart and they just leave it on the stage and that is a good band right on that that all is like excellent advice. You had like four different things in there. <laughs> like that. No, that's awesome. The more advice, the better. That's right. Well, and the other thing that I have to say, I'd be remiss if I didn't is it is so important to be humble, to maintain your humility. It doesn't matter how big you get. doesn't matter how good you are. doesn't matter how many people tell you you're the most amazing thing they've seen. Be humble, be kind. You know, we're all chasing a dream out there, and there's no reason not to be kind and civil to each other as other bands, but then other people. I mean, it, it's to us, I mean, you know, if I had to say our band had some core values, that would be one of them is the humility. We want to always be grateful that people listen to our music. No one has to, you know, and grateful that people like you want to talk to us because you don't have to. So that's something that I think maybe the music scene is also missing too, is there's a lot of egos and not enough, enough appreciation for the fact that people are listening. Yeah, so you still talk to the little people? <laughs> there are no little people. <laughs> <laughs> we that, are the little people. 
<laughs> That's great advice as well. That's great advice as well. So we talked a little bit about promotion earlier as far as releasing tracks every so often uh, instead of one album or even texting people, hey, I got music out, listen to it, I'm blowing up your phone, your Facebook, your Twitter, and all of that yeah. until you listen to it. But what are some other things that you do to promote your band? Well, I think one of the things that we've been trying to do lately is really talking to other bands and listening to their music and asking them to listen to our music and then sharing their music. And then they share our music. Then we play shows together and we start to build these fan bases that are mixed and that are introduced to different kinds of music that maybe they wouldn't have heard. So we're really trying to connect with other bands that we, that we like, maybe not necessarily that are like us, or sound just like us, but other bands that, you know, have that commitment that are, you know, high quality, whatever we, whatever we're looking for that day or whatever catches us, great lyrics, great vocals, great music. And we'll try to see if we can book a show with them and start to share their music and share them with our fans and they do the same. And then we have those shows and you, that's really a huge way to promote your music is through other bands because we're, we all have some fan base and that's, that's a huge new trend for us anyway. I don't know if other people are doing that as much, but that's a lot more work. Um, but really going on Reverb Nation, listening to other people and then reaching out to them and saying, hey, I heard such and such track today and I loved it. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I don't want anything. I just want to tell you it was great. You know, I loved this and this and this. And that is the most powerful way to get into any artist's heart is to say, I listened to your stuff and I loved it. Definitely. So that's something that we do a lot of is listen to other people's music. In fact, we're listening to, um, we went to LA recently back and forth because we went and saw a concert and we were listening to the local music experience, which is local musicians. And it's a, a radio station. We listened to it all the way up and all the way back. And we made a list of the artists we want to reach out to and try to play shows with them. And so we're listening to internet radio, which is helping artists too. You know, those kinds of things are what we do and what we hope other people will do. Um, so that's another way we're promoting it is really kind of on the back end, maybe not as overt, but on the back end. And we also, of course, do the running ads on Facebook and we run ads on Instagram and stuff like that if we really want to have somebody listen to a new track um, or if we're like, hey, no one's liked our, our page in a while, why not? Then we run an ad to try to get people okay. to come listen to us. So um, we don't really spare much expense. We'll do whatever it takes to <laughs> 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 get heard. Um, but, yeah, we, we also apply to a bunch of Internet radio stations. We are played on the local music experience and stuff like that. Um, so we, you know, we do do that as well because it's important to be played with other artists and, and there's also other mu music stations that will play um, new music along with well-known artists that they think you compliment. So that's also a really great way to get your music heard, although that does usually cost a little bit. It's really not very expensive, and it's a huge win. So you pay a radio station or like an internet radio station to... No, there's... Uh, no, it's not... There's like... God, what was the name of that? It was. It's not a radio station. It's kind of like a... God, I wish I remembered the name of it. But what it is, is you bought like 100 plays. Let's say you buy 100 plays and it'd be like $10 for 100 plays. They'd add you to a playlist of artists in the middle of artists that they think that, you know, other people might say, oh, I like this artist, so I would like a sense. So they'll play you along with them and you just pay to be included on these playlists of all these other artists. So maybe they'd have us with, let's say, Radiohead. 
and maybe they'd have us with, you know, uh, old Genesis, and then all of a sudden they'll have an Ascent track, and then they'll have Muse, you know, whatever it is, and they think, oh, well, people will like it, and then they can, they can, that offers it for them to go download your track. So it was a really great way to introduce people, kind of sneak it in there. Okay, is this like on Pandora then, or? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what it is. I could not remember what it was. Yeah, I think it was Pandora, or the other one that um, is not as relevant as, as it used to be anymore. Oh, iHeartRadio. It's not as relevant as Pandora for whatever reason, but I like iHeartRadio. But we used to, that's what we would do, and they would slip your song in there. Um, but they, you don't always have to pay them. This was a really old service that we used to pay. I don't think we, we've never paid Pandora or iHeartRadio. She's just trying to get out of saying, we blow up your social media. We that's do. <laughs> no, it's interesting, because I, I hadn't heard that, so that's a new way to when we put stuff out there, when we promote songs online, people love us in India. We have a huge fan base in India. We're trying to figure out why. Love them. We're trying to figure out how to get to India. Yeah, we want to um, go to India. They love us in India. So, you know, you never know who, who it's going to connect with. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, that's that's crazy. So India specifically loves Ascent. We love our music. We, it's, it's crazy because whenever we run an ad, we'll just run it like worldwide. And it's just India is just like, yes, boom, they're boom, totally boom, in. Yeah. And we're like, right on. So then obviously when we run ads, we're like, hey, we're going to definitely include <laughs> India as a top one. You know, we're like, U.S., sure. But India, for sure, put them in there. Um, I just I just break it up to, you know, that country, that area, fantastic taste in music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it must be, must be, must be. All right. So besides having a huge fan base in India, what is like a highlight or two that you guys would uh, like to share with the uncontained audience? Well, um, I would say that it was probably we had a Northwest tour that we did in 2016 that was pretty darn epic. Um, we went, um, up, up through Northern California, Oregon, and then, uh, up to Washington and back down and played several shows. I mean, just great places for music, Oregon and Seattle are just obviously amazing. Um, and just the response and the, we, uh, you know, it's kind of the shock and awe that you get because they've not seen anything quite like us. Um, but then strangely, we also got this just, you know, conversely, we also got the, you guys need a bass player. You know, <laughs> um, sometimes you get that well on tour, because I think, I think people don't know how to feel about something they've never seen. It always kind of takes them aback, but um, we got a lot of people who were just really supportive and positive and excited and engaged and gracious. Other bands were amazingly gracious. The venues were gracious. Um, and obviously the people that listened to us were amazingly gracious. So it was a really amazing trip up and, and back. I mean, we definitely did it on a shoestring budget, but, um, you know, we, we, we rolled up in our SUV, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have like a, a tour bus or anything. We rolled up in our SUV and stayed in like the super eight and rocked that, you know, and, and one played our shows looking like rock stars and then crawled back into the super eight and, <laughs> And, you know, took a shower and took a nap, you know. Um, but I think that was one of the big highlights. Yeah, we, we love going on tour because for a lot of reasons, you know, yeah. obviously to, to make new fans. But it's when you're a band on tour, people treat you differently than so if you're do. a local band. They're like, oh, they roll out the red carpet they for do. you. You know, they do nice stuff for you. They get excited. They pay attention. They pay you. Know, you. We love that. <laughs> so true. They pay you. <laughs> Yeah, it's, oh my which god! Doesn't happen here. It, in a, no, it's like you gave us money, 
They're like, oh, yeah, so here's, you know, I was like, oh, train tickets, that's so nice. Oh, and here's your money. What? <laughs> I, I shocked. I did the shock thing the first time, and I'm like, I just got to be like, oh, hey, thanks, yeah. So I was like, hey, thanks, and then we go out to the car. Oh, God, we got paid. That's so cool. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I imagine some of that is because in like the L.A. area, there's so many bands that are wanting to play and willing to play that they don't need to pay them. Yeah, yeah. it's sad, but it's true. We we'll, we're, we always say we'll pretty much play wherever you want us to. You want us to come play in your front yard? We'll do that. No problem. Whatever you need. All right, perfect. I don't have much of a front yard, but... Uh, <laughs> dining room, Patio. whatever you got. There you go. Play in the living room. That's how we'll do it. All right, when somebody comes to an Ascent show or listens to one of the new tracks you release, what do you want them to take away and uh, feel like and remember about uh, their experience? Well, I think we want people to, to come away saying, you know, I, I haven't heard music like that before. I haven't seen a performance like that before. That wasn't what I expected. I'm surprised, you know, how do those two people do that you know that's one side that we we want them to be kind of the shock and awe but we also want people to, to hear that there's a depth to these songs that there's meaning to the the music there's meaning to the lyrics and we want them to walk away saying i want to listen to that again i want to listen to that more closely because there's another layer of complexity or meaning or depth to that that i can't take in from just hearing it the one time you know that's that's what we put into our recordings, and that's what we put into our live show. Uh, we just we want to grab people's attention and say, "Listen to this because there's something here that's not what you normally get." That's 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 what I want. Yeah, and we're not. We have a tagline that I've come up with. It sounds not like it's not humble, but it is because what I say our tagline is "Listen and be changed forever." Because we may not be your style of music, we may not be what you thought, we may not be what you traditionally liked, but once you hear us and see us, it's going to change you in whatever way it changes you. It may change you um, in a way that you want to buy our music, it may change you in a way that you now listen to different kinds of music. It will change you because it's different. It's not something you see every day or hear every day, and I want people to, to walk away going, well, that is the most arena-sized bar gig I've ever seen. <laughs> I want, because we play it, and I know a lot of bands say this, but we play it like we are playing to 50,000 people. There is nothing held back. We dress up every time. We oh, I mean, we always are, we look the part, we play the part. When we get off stage, we are personable. We talk to everyone, we hug everyone, whatever you're into. We're not, you know, I've had people tell us, oh, when you come off stage, you should be the same persona. I'm like, no, when I'm on stage, I'm, I'm it's a performance. When I'm off stage, I'm Christina. <laughs> and this yeah. is Bruce. We're just who we are, you know. Um, but I, I just hope that people say, you know, I saw something today at this bar that I've gone to a million times. It was unlike anything I'd ever seen or heard before. And I'm shocked and I want more. Yeah, that that's awesome when people will like check you out and be like, where can I find out more? Where can I right. see you? Where can I hear more of you? I do also hope in my in my heart of hearts that they also, if they wanted to do it, they go, you know what, I can do it. I've seen these guys do it. They're cool, normal people. I can do it. You know what, I'm going to do it. She's normal. <laughs> Bruce is biting the head off of a bat right now. Yes. He does that regularly. It's very messy. Messy. Yeah. yeah. It is yeah. I'm glad to see you laid plastic down. Um, <laughs> right. 
<laughs> All right. Well, I have one more question for you guys. Okay. All right. Before I Great. get to that question, where can people find you online? What is your corner of the internet? Where can they find these new tracks you're putting out and uh, show dates? Sure. Um, well, you can always go to ascent.rocks. So A-S-C-E-N-T dot rocks. Um, that's our, our official website. Um, but then you can also go to Reverb Nation, and it's Ascent at Reverb Nation. And on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's at Ascent Rocks. So it's the handle is Ascent Rocks on all of those. Um, so we, we, you know, and obviously it's we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're all those special places. We're even still on CD Baby. Who knew? Um, <laughs> we're all over the place. Um, so you can really find us anywhere, but you know, if you, you know, we're definitely, I definitely am looking always at, uh, Facebook and Instagram and any messages that come in, as you know, static, any messages <laughs> that I respond to right away. You do have uh, a quick response time. Cause I was like, Hey, people want to talk to me. What do they need? What do they want? I'm in, let's do this. So, I mean, it does, you know, anybody who wants to talk to us, share anything about the, about the music or just whatever. Um, you can always reach out to us at Facebook and I'll definitely, you know, one of us will respond um, to a, to it as well. So, but our music is always there. Our shows are always there at all those places. So that's where you can find us. All right, perfect. I'll make sure I put your information in the show notes so they can get a hold of you guys. Check out your new songs as they come out. And I have one more question for you. That's the title question of the show. Bruce and Christina Baldwin... How do you live uncontained? I think that it's all about passion and it's all about continuing to be fearless and going forward because there's no other choice. I, we can't not make music and we can't, we can't make music and not share it with the world because that's why we make music. We make it for us and then we make it for you. So I don't know that there is a way that even if somebody said, hey, you know, You'll never quote make it, whatever that looks like to the to the individual. I'd say that's okay. We'll we'll make it in whatever way we can and we'll continue to do it. And even if we touch one person at every show, we reach one new person every day, we made a difference in somebody's life in some way, it's worth it. Awesome. Yeah, I think for me I would I would say, you know, living uncontained for me is about continuing to try to get better all the time, push my, my boundaries, push my limits as a guitar player, push my limits as a performer. Well, you push uh, me. As yeah, a and I push her. <laughs> the, the stuff, you know, the stuff that I'm doing on stage now, I, I would not be able to tell myself that like that five years ago, me, here, here's what to do, here's how to do it. You right. know, I, I couldn't, I, I probably couldn't tell anybody now how yeah. to do it because yeah. it's all just, it's math or something. But, you know, it's like, um, I think there's so much to be gained by by continuing to question, you know, what you're doing, how you're doing it, pushing yourself, learning from others, and and continuing to try to build up your ability, your technique as a as a musician. I think we do that together. You know, with, yes. as we've said, we don't we don't restrict ourselves to any label or genre. We we do what we want to do. We do what we feel. Um, and I think we've always done that. Yes. Um, and we haven't listened to anybody that said, you need this, you ought to have that. You need, you need a full band, you need a bassist and a drummer to play live. You need, um, you, know, you need to have this kind of song or that kind of sound. We say, screw that. We've always said that. Um, we always stick true to, to what we do. 
um, whether people like it or not. We appreciate the feedback. <laughs> <laughs> we hear you. We, we consider it and we say, hmm, yes, we'll put that in or no, we won't, but we won't give up who we are and we're never going to be unkind or unappreciative. So I think, I think it's important to be open. I mean, we always say, please give us feedback. So I think it's important, but I think part of receiving that feedback is also knowing when to keep it and, and hang on to it and when to say, okay, that's somebody's opinion. We're going to move forward. But I think, I do think I hear in both of us that it's still about pushing and being fearless, just doing you. That is a huge uh, piece of advice right there, too, uh, about uh, dealing with feedback. Because feedback is great when you actually get it, if, especially if it's like, okay, I noticed you're doing this. If you could do this and give a suggestion, that's great. But you also need to know when to follow what you're thinking or what's in your head, what's coming out of you, and differentiate between when to follow and not. But uh, that that was a huge point right there. And thank you for making it. Well, thank you. There's a lot of people who honestly have given us a lot of great ideas and advice. I mean, even up to a couple weeks ago, we had somebody give us a piece of advice that we immediately put into our show. So we do listen. And if it makes sense for us as a band, we take it and we, we uh, will run with it. Um, you know, and we will tell that person, you know, because of you, we did this different. But then there's some things where people maybe want to, because it, it's uncomfortable, put you in a box, and we just won't let them put us in a box. But they can, they can tell us how nice our box is and how we can decorate our box. <laughs> you know, we'll be like, I'll be like, you know what? If we had a box, we'll decorate it really nice. We're not going to stay in it, but we do have it in case we want to go in, and we'll put a little decoration on there in your honor. But no, we're not going to get in that box. All right, fair enough. Okay. Uh, I know I said that was the last question, but I just remembered you brought something up at the beginning of the show, or I think it was as we were talking before the show that you wanted to talk about. It had to do with uh, domestic violence. Yes. Um, thank you so much. We have a song called Last Night that we released two months ago, and um, it actually it, it comes from personal experience where I have a friend who um, is in a, an abusive relationship still now, and the song was about it was my my discussion with her about what I've heard and what I worry will be her end, which is that she will be um, mortally hurt by this person. So I wrote the song for her as kind of a, here's what will happen if you don't get out of this um, relationship. She hates the song, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it stands as a very, a very scary and, and painful way of saying, hey, you know, this stuff isn't normal. You know, the fact that somebody, you know, hurts you and that you just roll with it isn't normal. And the, and the longer you roll with it, the more likely it is that something is going to happen to you that cannot be reversed. So we um, we have a song called Last Night. That's it's a song called Last Night. And the lyric video, we actually have a trigger warning on it because it could be upsetting to some people. Um, but inside, there's actually um, some lines that are what what abusers say to victims. And I actually did research to find out what they say. So those are in the middle of the things that they say to keep you in the abusive relationship. And at the end of the video, there is ways that you can get help. And really the song is, please get help in whatever way you can. It's not okay. Um, it doesn't matter if it happens once, it will happen again. And it doesn't matter if it's a slap or a push or anything. That is violence. 
um, and just just to you're worth more than that. Get out, get help, uh, and and get your life back. That's really what we wanted to say. It's an important message that comes from a friend of mine, their personal experience that hopefully will make a, a positive impact, you know, on others. Yeah, I hope it reaches your friend, and also I hope it reaches others who need that song as well. Um, yeah, it's, that's always tough right there. Yeah. But now I want to pick the mode back up a little bit. Um, sure. <laughs> but, um, I, I, and thank you guys for coming on the show talking with me today i have one final thing for you guys to do and that is sign off the show will you guys do me the honor of signing off the show tonight oh of course you've done us the honor this is christina this is bruce of ascent and we live uncontained and that does it for another episode of uncontained thank you for listening and thank you to christina and bruce baldwin for joining me talking about their band ascent and make sure you check those guys out ascent.rocks is their website and all their other social media is located in the show notes so make sure you check those out tell them you heard them here on uncontained thank you for listening and until next time live uncontained